You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Hello, my name is Maria Varmazas, and I am the host of T-Minus, the only daily space podcast for the space industry. I grew up in the age of Hubble, so for me, I wanted to be an astronomer. I was really interested in tinkering with things. My father was an engineer. My mother is extremely practical. She's an artist and a writer, so... I loved building things and making stuff. One of the first skills I learned as a little kid was how to solder. And we always had computer parts and things around the house. And I would build my own machines, build my own computers. And I was just very interested in science and engineering as a kid. But like astronomy especially was my strong, strong love. So I kept joining computer clubs. I would uh, <laughs> I was the person who would help like the IT department after school. I was the person who did the, the school websites back when the internet was new and nobody knew how to do websites. Anything I could get my hands on that was sort of techy and nerdy is <laughs> the area where I would be focused. When I was in high school, I decided I wanted to be a computer scientist, given that I loved computers and I wasn't as good at physics as I, I think I needed to be to become an astronomer. So uh, I figured computer science might be a nice home for me. So I applied to a bunch of computer science engineering schools and eventually got into one, thankfully. That whole thing about me not being as great at math and science as I needed to be uh, became extremely painful when I was in my, my engineering school years. So I enjoyed the classes that required me to think about systems, things about logic or how systems worked. But I hated the classes I was taking regarding the career I wanted. So something was very, very wrong. Um, so two years of engineering school completed, I realized I needed a major course change and I had no idea what to do. So I dropped out of college. And uh, I took about nine months with <laughs> no college at all. Uh, I took a data entry job because, again, I was a nerd and it was a job I was good at. I could type fast and I understood how computers worked. And I did a data entry job at uh, a B2B publishing house called Penwell. And I started understanding from that sort of how the publishing industry worked from the inside. I transferred to um, UMass Amherst, my local state school, and I did the journalism program there in their honors college, and I had a blast. I loved it. It could not have been more different from my first years in school where I was basically constantly miserable. And I graduated summa cum laude from UMass Amherst and uh, in my journalism program and got a minor in Japanese because I just wanted to for fun. So um, I'm very glad I, I changed course as painful as it was at the time. I wasn't sure what to do with myself next. It was sort of, it felt like a repeat of what I went through in college where, oh great, I have to reinvent what I'm going to do with myself yet again. While applying to many, many jobs, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, I saw that cybersecurity companies in the Boston area were looking for what they were calling uh, corporate storytellers, which nowadays I think we would call content marketing. 
I ended up getting hired at Sophos to do that. And that's where I started learning about cybersecurity, on-the-job training, working with a lot of people there who understood how cybersecurity worked um, and were doing it every day. And a lot of times that people would be surprised when they found out I had some sort of geek knowledge, computer science knowledge. It helped me quite a bit in understanding what people were talking about. I've always loved space, as we've talked about. Um, and I happened to uh, apply for a program at NASA last year, and uh, they accepted me. I got to be at NASA Goddard, and that was just a great reminder that I really love space. This is something that I've been a nerd about my whole life, even if it's been on background sometimes. Uh, as a Trekkie, it's always kind of not been that far in the background. But <laughs> uh, I guess some folks who had been hearing me on... Uh, some of the podcasts that I've been on, the cybersecurity podcast like Smashing Security, didn't know that I was interested in space. And so it's sort of an opportunity arose. <laughs> it's totally kismet. I just love that that's how it happened, that I just tweeted about me going to NASA and uh, folks at the CyberWire saw. I feel like I just got incredibly lucky on that front, and I'm very, very grateful. I never thought I'd get to bring my passion for space to the forefront and, and make that an evolution in my career. But here I am, and here's T minus. <laughs> the big one for me is always you hear it a lot in tech, but for real, don't be afraid of failure. Uh, it, it, it can hurt a lot. I can attest it hurts a lot to go through failure I'm not going to pretend it doesn't and it is very humbling every time it happens but no education is ever wasted I have learned so much every single time I have failed and everything I have ever done has helped me make a step to something else that's new I would never pretend that failure isn't painful but it is an incredible teaching tool so if you feel like you've had a huge career fail or a really big misstep you can still pivot from that and you can make that into something. And um, I have found that when you are honest with people about failures or mistakes that you have made, most people are really um, understanding and I think you just do what you have to do. You have to survive, you have to move forward and you just, if you have a failure, you have to take the next steps. So that's, that's my big one. And the second thing is that um, since I've worked so long in communications and sort of the STEM world, um, a lot of people who work in telling stories or communication, they seem to sort of downplay what they bring to the table and that they don't think that what they offer is really all that valuable compared to technical skills. And I just want to tell those folks who might be thinking about like communications and cybersecurity or marketing or corp comms in any kind of way, what you do is very valuable and don't downplay that. If you're a person who is telling those stories, you are working in cybersecurity. You can say that. It's okay. <laughs> you have permission. And you know a lot more than you think you do. Um, so don't, don't feel like you don't contribute because you are very valuable. I hope I made their, their lives and careers a little easier. I hope I was useful. Uh, and that I, I provided some utility. <laughs> but most most importantly, I hope they'll just remember that they'll remember my laugh. They'll remember how I made them feel. Hopefully I made them feel good and, and a little more confident in what they're trying to do. That's kind of what I'm all about.
And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.